Hello and happy day. How does slowing down sound to you today? Would you like to reduce the noise for just a bit? Are you ready to make a choice and decide to listen? My name is Igor SF Walker and I'm here to remind people to slow down, to reduce the noise, to walk their lives into a natural flow. Welcome back to the Book of the Week series. Every week as I read another amazing title, I share it with the world and today we look at The Big Leap. Conquer Your Hidden Fear, Take Life to the Next Level by Gay Hendrickson. Fritz Perls, MD, the psychiatrist and founder of Gestalt Theory said fear is excitement without the breath. The very same mechanisms that produce excitement also produce fear and any fear can be transformed into excitement by breathing fully with it. On the other hand, excitement turns into fear quickly if you hold your breath. When you're scared, most of us have a tendency to try to get rid of the feeling. We think we can get rid of it by denying or ignoring it. And we use holding our breath as a physical tool of denial. <gasps> Each of us has an inner thermostat setting that determines how much love, success, and creativity we allow ourselves to enjoy. When we exceed our inner thermostat setting, we often do something to sabotage ourselves, causing us to drop back into the old familiar zone where we feel secure. Unfortunately, our thermostat setting usually gets programmed in early childhood before we can think for ourselves. Our activities in the world occur in the four main zones, the zone of incompetence, the zone of competence, the zone of excellence, and the zone of genius. It is a sequence of moves that will reliably get you out of the worry trap. I notice myself worrying about something. I let go of the worry thoughts. Shifting my focus away from them, I wonder what positive new thing is trying to come into being. I usually get a body feeling. Not a thought or an idea, a body feeling of where that positive new thing is trying to come through. I focus to feel that body feeling deeply. I let myself feel it deeply for as long as I possibly can. Later, I often get an idea of the positive thing that was trying to come through. Criticism and blame are addictions. They are costly addictions because they are the number one destroyer of intimacy and of close relationships. Chronic criticism and chronic blame are the behavior we really need to eliminate. They're never about producing a result. Many people think of integrity as a moral issue. And of course, in part it is. However, there is much more fundamental way to think of integrity. If you think of integrity as a physics issue, instead of a moral one, you'll see that it belongs alongside unarguable forces such as gravity. Long before morality came into the play, the original definition of integrity had to do with the wholeness or completeness. To be in integrity meant that you were whole or complete. 
to be out of integrity meant a breach in your wholeness has occurred. There's a gap in your completeness. Think of an integrity as a physics issue gives you a much more practical tool than regarding it simply as a moral issue. Morality is about good and bad, right and wrong, all of which are highly arguable. Physics is about did and didn't, not about is and isn't. It's did and didn't. We're born into stories that keep us from accessing our genius. We grow up among those stories like fish, become like fish that aren't aware of the water that they're swimming in. If I took a big, le big leap into my zone of genius, I might fail. What if I really opened up to my true genius and found that my genius wasn't good enough? Better to keep the genie in the bottle and coast along in the zone of excellence. That way I don't have to risk taking a big leap and finding it isn't good enough. That's why I don't have to risk discovering the ugly possibility that I don't have a zone of genius. Unless you're very lucky or very enlightened, you're likely to hear those nattering voices and feel those nagging fears within you. They're part of the deal. I won't try to talk you out of them and you shouldn't try to talk yourself out of them either. Just notice the voices and feel the fears. It's all you need to do with them. You don't need to rid yourself of them. Where would they go anyway? All you need to do is acknowledge them, wave to them, let them know you are aware of them, and then get busy learning to live in your zone of genius. What do I most love to do? What work do I do that doesn't seem like work? I could do it all day, all day long, without ever feeling tired or bored. In my work, what produces the highest ratio of abundance and satisfaction to the amount of time spent? What is my unique ability? There's a special skill I am gifted with. This unique ability, fully recognized and put to work, can provide enormous benefits to me and any organization I serve. How would a 12-year-old explain it to another 12-year-old? What is this upper limit? If you don't know, it is okay to feel good and have a good time. You'll do something to mess up when things are going well. You remember when we were playing dodgeball during recess and that kid Frankie broke in and kicked the ball over the fence. He does that sort of stuff all the time. Well, he has an upper limit problem. He doesn't know how to just have a good time all the time. I think that's a pretty good definition of the upper limit problem. Once you understand that you are where time comes from, you have the power to make as much of it as you want. You are the boss. And even that might sound strange, I promise you that this is the way time actually works. At the heart of the Newtonian time, crunch is a dualistic split. We're deluded into thinking that time is out there an actual physical entity that can put pressure on us in here. Newtonian dualism pits us against the time. It is a paradigm. We think of time as the master and us as its slave. 
at the extreme, time because becomes a, a master and we become its a victim, a prosecutor. Since it feels like an ever-existing entity that hovers around our lives, we come to fear that we are an victims of an entity that is there all the time. I don't have time to do that right now. Like many of us, you probably use it often. It is a lie for two reasons. First, time is not something you have or don't have. You're the source of it and you make as much of it as you want. Second, when you say, I don't have time to do that right now, you're telling a polite lie to avoid saying, I don't want to do that right now. By placing the blame on time, we avoid confronting the blunt truth of the matter. Imagine that you have an eight-year-old child who comes in while you are working on something and says, will you play catch with me? You will reply, I don't have time to do that right now. Imagine though, that the child comes in and says, I just stepped on the nail and my foot is bleeding. Can you help me? You probably, probably wouldn't say, I don't have time to do that right now. In actuality, you have the, exactly the same amount of time when you use the excuse of lack of time to avoid playing catch. The truth of the matter is that you didn't want to play catch and you do want to stop the bleeding. By using time as the culprit, you place yourself in the victim position once again. You did it to be polite. The childhood decisions are all made unconsciously as we navigated through difficult family cross-currents. Those unconscious decisions became barriers we must overcome in order to express and enjoy our full measure of success. There are four of these barriers. The first barrier is the false belief that we are fundamentally flawed in some way. If we carry this feeling within us, we sabotage our success because we think we are essentially bad. If something good happens, we must mess up to offset it because good things cannot happen to bad people. The second barrier is the false belief that I, by me succeeding and us succeeding, we are being disloyal to and leaving behind people in our past. If we harbor this feeling within us, we sabotage our success because we think it is disloyal to our roots to soar too far in the stratosphere. The third barrier is the false belief that we are a burden in the world. If we carry this feeling inside us, we sabotage our success so that we won't be a bigger burden. The fourth barrier is the false belief that we must dim the bright lights of our brilliance so that we won't outshine someone in our past. If we hold this feeling inside us, we tend to hold ourselves back from expressing the full potential of our innate genius. Understanding why we've limited ourselves liberates a new energy in us which we can draw upon to propel us to the new heights of abundance love and creativity please do help out it is easy simply like this video so more people can enjoy it share to and spread the word subscribe to my channel and stay up to date and the link to this book is in the description below so you buy it
and read. Never stop learning. Thank you. Love and respect.